0: I want to start off by reading something to you uh, that was actually in a devotional of mine uh, yesterday. This is fear not, for I am with you. This is about abiding peace. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. That's Isaiah 41 and 10. Whenever I think of God's faithfulness in the midst of suffering, I am reminded of my dear late friend, Corey ten Boom, the remarkable Dutch woman who... But with her family, he had Jews from the Nazis. After being in prison in Ravensburg, the infamous concentration camp, Corey traveled the world telling her story of suffering, forgiveness, and joy. For 35 years, she never had a permanent home. With, uh, uh, But when she was 85 and in declining health, some friends provided her with a lovely house in california it was a luxury she never dreamed she would have and one she would have not pursued on her own one day her friend the late movie director james collier was visiting he said "Corey, hasn't god been good to give you this beautiful house she replied firmly jimmy god was good when I was in Ravensburg, too. I, I tell you that because all this week, and that's somebody that recognizes what the Lord has done for them. Many years ago, when we had two young men from I Am Ministries with us, uh, Andrew and Billy, we... Did a short video of both of them and their testimony, kind of in a nutshell, uh, of and it was called what, what God did for me. Or what Jesus did for me, and the Lord has really, really burdened me with that this entire week. In fact, I I, I didn't know exactly how God wanted us to. Uh, jump into thanksgiving, but we're, we're talking about being thankful for the cross and the empty grave on Wednesdays. And the Lord just kept replaying that in my mind. And just like in the story of Corey ten Boone, it's, it's realizing every day that you live what God has done for you. That's what real thanksgiving is. The, the food is good, and the food's going to be good. And the time together is wonderful. But friend, can I tell you that the real thanksgiving is not that we live in this country, although that's good and great, and I thank God for that. Real thanksgiving is, is knowing what God did for me, what Jesus did for me at, at Calvary. That, that's what real thanksgiving is, and not forgetting that, remembering that every day. And and the reason I shared this devotion with you is because nothing will ever take the place of that. Not even, in her words, uh, a nice house in California, probably on the coast, I think it was, that, that somebody else just felt led to supply, that still does not remove the most... Prominent thing in my life, and that's what Jesus did for me. And Jesus has been faithful my entire life. Even when I didn't serve him, he's been faithful to me. When I was ashamed of Jesus, he was still not ashamed of me, and he made sure he watched me and looked out for me and took care of me when I would not even give him the time of day. That's what Jesus did for me. Then, later on, when I would surrender to Jesus and still play around and dabble and flirt with sin, he thought enough of me to call me for God my Father into the ministry. That's what Jesus did for me. And during all that time, I made mention of this a week ago, when I had an opportunity to lead this life because I was driving a car way too fast about 27 hours after I owned it, God still was good enough to me to keep me alive since 1984 to preach the gospel and love Jesus and tell people about Him and and, and just point people to Him whatever way. The Lord has been good to me, folks. And there's nothing in my life, not money, money, Not fame, not things, not destinations. There's nothing, and I mean nothing. And I say this, there's nothing you can bring before me. I know I sound like I'm 13, but I've been shouting, I'm sorry. There's nothing you can bring and present to me or offer me in exchange for what the Lord has done for me. In fact, I want to get to the place in my walk where I'm embarrassed around you if I'm not talking about Jesus more than anything else, and when I understand the transformation and what God has done and what God does on a regular basis, that will become who I am, and that will become the reputation and how you describe me to other people. And you know what? It'll be the same thing for you and those of you that are watching. I want to go to Psalm 72 if I can, And and I want to read something that God just put in front of me that I love it because it's talking about Jesus, the Messiah. If you look at verse 12, speaking of Jesus, it says, For he will deliver the needy when he cries. This this is God working in people's lives, folks. The poor also, and him who has no helper. He will spare the poor and needy and will save the souls of the needy. He will redeem their life from oppression and violence. And precious shall their blood be in his sight. And he shall live and the gold of Sheba will be given to him. Prayer also will be made for him continually. And daily he shall be praised. That's my job. There will be an abundance of grain in the earth on the top of the mountains. Its fruit shall wave like Lebanon, and those of the city shall flourish like grass of the earth. His name shall endure forever. Now you know why we sing, I just want to speak the name of Jesus. It ain't going nowhere, folks. It ain't going nowhere. The model iPhone you have, it's going somewhere. It's going to be gone. The way you look, it's going somewhere. Get old and you'll see. Amen, old people. Amen. We can tell you. But the name of the Lord Jesus Christ ain't going anywhere. Not going anywhere. And his name will endure forever. You can speak the name of Jesus now and be saved and delivered. But yet you can speak the name Jesus ten years from now be saved and be delivered. It's not going anywhere. His name shall continue as long as the sun, and men shall be blessed in him, and nations shall call him blessed. Blessed be the Lord God, the God of Israel, who only does wondrous things. I need to stop for one second and I want you to look at that scripture. You know, God gets blamed for a lot that goes south in your life. Come on. Don't you blame God? What? Why? Don't we blame God for when things that we know, He can do anything, but we know God could have intervened 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 it might be somewhere but god intervened he could have intervened and he could have changed it and we want to know why but we won't verbalize it amen we we want to question god we want to thank god but why i mean lord come on now I've heard that with everything from death to devastation. I I have heard that. And I've heard that from godly people. Come on, God. Really? Why? But I want to tell you what the Bible says. The Lord God, the God of Israel, He only does wondrous things, folks. Things that are climaxed at a graveyard. Some way or somehow it's still a wondrous thing. When somebody walked out in your life, and God could have fixed it. When God could have changed the way you were raised, but He didn't. Some way, I don't know, but it's a wondrous thing. Somewhere embedded in all of that. When God could have healed, when God could have restored, when God could have just fixed it. Without all the drama and all the fallout. Some way, somewhere in the midst of all the mess, there's a wondrous thing that supersedes every bit of the hurt and the harm I've ever gone through or I will ever go through because His Word says He only does wondrous things. And so, because of that, verse 19 says, And blessed be His glorious name forever. Amen. And let the whole earth, let the whole earth... Are you living in the earth right now? You're not one of those funny-looking people that visit us from the planets. Are you on the sci-fi channel? No, you're living in the earth. You're on the earth. So the Bible says, let the whole earth be filled with His glory. Folks, if you don't get anything else out of the service today, I want you to get out of this service today I ought to be thankful every day of my life. I ought to thank God for what He's done in my life. God's only been good to me despite what my flesh has argued with Him about. God's only been good to me and if it were not for God, I would be dead a long time ago. If you don't get anything else, I pray that you would learn to be thankful in spite of what is going on or what is going on because God only does wondrous things, folks. I just read it and I believe that like I believe John 16, 3, and like I believe the book of Revelation. I believe the book of Daniel and every other book in the Bible. I have to believe that and I choose to believe that. God only does wondrous things. And I'm going to tell you again, God's been good to me. God's been so good to me, I don't even have time to tell you. In fact, God has not just been good to me. But if you could have been when Jesus was on the earth and even after he ascended, there was a man that was living during his time. And after after he ran into Jesus and had an encounter with Jesus, he said, listen, all of my life, all of my life, I was confined to a cot. I was confined to a cot. I couldn't get up and bathe myself. I couldn't provide for my family. I couldn't go uh, and take care of the home. I could not even feed myself. I couldn't do anything. In fact, if I was even moved at all from one location to another, I depended on somebody else. But one day, four of my buddies believed in Jesus and they loved me enough and and I'm telling you, Jesus was preaching in a house and my buddies got me. I can't even explain how they did it because it seems impossible. But they got a hold of my cot that I was laying on and they bound me up and they pulled me up on top of the roof of that house and moved all the thatching and all the straw out of the way and they let me down through the roof of that house on my cot and Jesus told me my sins were forgiven and he told me to get up and take my bed and walk. God's been good to me. That's what Jesus did for me and I'm going to tell everybody the rest of my life. That's what Jesus did for me. He wasn't the only one. See, you couldn't shut these people up, folks. These stories are in the Bible because somebody... Somebody told him. Somebody couldn't keep quiet and let the rocks. One day, Peter was back in town with Jesus and the caravan. And when he got to his house, he went in there, and Jesus happened to be with him. And Jesus, Jesus found out that Peter's mother-in-law was laying in there, about to die probably because she had a bad fever. And the Bible says Jesus went in there, And they had a cloth on her head, just trying their best. And this woman says, I'm telling you, I keep this in my sack, in my pocketbook every day because I was laying there. I couldn't even really make out. It might have been it looked like the fourth man looked like the son of God. I don't know how she saw him or if she could really make out. But one thing I do know, when Jesus walked into the room where she was, he prayed for the woman and she said, and for the rest of my life, I know it's dirty. I won't even wash it because he moved it to anoint my head and pray for me. And not only did my fever get better, I'm telling you, all my strength came back into my body and i got up and i cooked a full course meal for jesus and my son-in-law and my daughter and everybody because jesus has been good to me and he saved my life when i thought i was dead and i will tell it and i will show it the rest of my life it wasn't just the woman it just wasn't just a paralyzed man but one day there was another lady she says folks Now, listen to me. I carry this around because I can't put it down, you see. I carry this around because I was sick for a long time. In fact, I went bankrupt. I was so sick trying to get help. You want to know what this is right here? This is a rolled-up doctor's report that I was told and I was given this piece of paper that I would not get any better. It just just happened to be the doctor gave me the note when he took my last piece of change and he told me there's no hope, there's no cure. It's been this way 12 years and now I don't even have any place to live really because I'm so broke. But let me tell you something why I carried this piece of paper in my pocketbook. Because I can't get my mind off of this piece of paper and what it means. One day I heard about a man named Jesus and he was in a crowd. The crowd was so thick there was no way I could get to him. But I said in my mind if I could just get down and make Crawl and grab the bottom of his robe, maybe something will change. And I'm telling you, the moment I grabbed his robe, something came over me. All of that that I had experienced in my body, it got fixed. And now, what used to be a curse in my life, what I used to wake up to every day, and I detested it, and it was a reminder of me. Now I've got another reminder I carry around because that's what Jesus has done for me, and I want the whole world to know it for the rest of my life. God's been good to this old girl. Hallelujah. There was a man that the Bible talks about. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the ninth chapter of Luke's gospel, this man was desperate. And this boy was even labeled at school. They called him a lunatic. My son. I can't help it. I carry this around every day. It, it stinks. It's been burned. It's got soot all over it. still gets on my hands but it's precious to me because it reminds me of something that happened all the days my little boy would try to go to school and they'd send him home. And here he comes home crying because he acted out. They sent him home crying because, you see, the devil would get a hold of him and throw him down in the fire. He had phone, and they got to where we'd have to homeschool him. They, he couldn't even go to school no more. And it was so bad that we just had to keep him. And just at random, we'd we'd be in town trying to buy groceries. And all of a sudden, right in the middle of the crowd of the market, the the little boy would just be thrown down by the devil. And the devil would cause him to to foam at the mouth. And and his clothes would be burned in the fire. And we really thought he was going to die many, many times. But one day, one day, a man by the name of Jesus came to where we were. And Jesus knew about it. And Jesus just didn't lay his hands on my little boy. But that spirit that thought he was going to have, I'm talking to somebody right now, that spirit that thought it was going to have the final say-so for the entire duration of my little boy's life, One day, this man, Jesus, had so much power and authority. He just didn't touch my little boy on the head and heal him of his disease, but he called out that foul spirit that kept controlling him and tormenting him, and he sent that spirit back to hell where it belonged. And let me tell you, these old clothes or never, ever to go on my little boy again. And he walks around in his right mind. He's the head of his class. He's now anointed by God. And I carry this because Jesus has been good to me. And I don't care if people label me for taking this around and talking of the goodness of God. There was another person in a similar situation. This woman, she lived in the town of Nain. The Bible says she didn't have nobody else. Hallelujah. She didn't have another soul, folks. Nobody else carried around these old dried up flowers. She's kept them for years now. People go up and ask her. She'd probably say, well, I keep them flowers with me because, you see, I lost everybody. My son was a grown young man. And he died, but something that I'd never seen before happened. We were having his funeral service, as a matter of fact. These were some of the flowers that were laid on top, top of his casket. And during his funeral, there was a man that was attending the service and he went up to the funeral director and said, Could you stop one minute? And all he did was lay his hand on the casket. And he said, Young man, arise. And my son that was dead was now alive. They opened the casket. He came out of that casket. And for years, people think I'm a crazy old lady taking dead flowers around town and they laugh at me they label me but you can't stop me from praising God because these ain't dead old flowers this represents the moment I saw life at its best when Jesus came along and he gave me back my son that was dead. I don't care what the town says about me. I don't care if I'm laughed at. I don't care if I'm labeled. I know what God has done for me and I'm going to shout it from the mountaintops. They're not dead flowers. And God is wanting somebody to know right now when you get to the moment, you can grab a hold of that memory and you can say, listen, this might be nonsense or a lot of time has gone by. He only does wondrous things, church. And I'm here to tell you today, doesn't matter how foolish or how long it is, the worst thing you can do at Thanksgiving or any other time of your life is forget what God has done for you and not tell it every day of your life. God's been good there was another guy a man says I know people think that I'm the biggest fool in town because all I do is carry around this shred of cloth right here but this is not just a shred of cloth I'm not trying to bring something back in style. I'm not trying to draw unnecessary attention to me. In fact, if you'll give me just a minute, I'll point the attention where it goes. But you don't understand. I had a good friend. He was not just my good friend, but he was the good friend of my two sisters. And he would come to our house and he would eat with us. Oh, we loved him to death. Oh, he was so good. And the last time I saw him... I didn't know that would be the last time I would see him. And then I got sick and I died and they wrapped me up in what we call grave clothes. It's just made of little strips of clothing. And i have been dead about four days and they tell me now that I was stinking that it was so bad. And I know people talk about me and they think that I'm just trying to bring attention to me. I'm not trying to do that. But you see, I was in the grave dead for four years. Four four days I was dead, I mean. I was dead for four days and all of a sudden, the man that I used to hear in my living room talking to my sisters, praying with us, talking about things and speaking the word of jehovah god to us all of a sudden while i was laying there decaying thought that that was it i heard him say lazarus come forth and then i came out of that grave and he said loose him and let him go This looks like filthy rags. It looks like nonsense to our entire community. But I was dead, honey. I was deader than dead. I was stinking rotten dead. But the man Jesus that I know and love did something for me that nobody else can do. And I'm going to let people know it the rest of my second life. Hallelujah. Glory to God most unlikely person you'll read about in the Bible perhaps is a man by the name of Malchus. He said this is a weird thing. I'm going to tell you all now. This man been accused of everything in the world. Been accused of everything. I don't know if he did it, if he didn't do it. But I do know one thing. One time, one time, I remember we arrested a man. And when we arrested a man, One of his buddies was with him. And his buddy was a hothead, and he was so mad, and he was so ticked out that he got his sword out, and he cut my ear off. I carry his sword now because, listen, I don't know what all them people were saying, but I want to tell you something. The man cut my ear off, but that man they called Jesus, that Jesus that had... Formerly walked on water that Jesus that had fed 5,000 people that Jesus that stopped the funeral that Jesus that healed people that Jesus that brought life back to people he picked my ear up and he put it on my head And he fixed it. And I can hear better than I can ever hear. And people ask me today, I'm not known to be a religious man. And even though I'm not known to be a religious man, and it looked like I was on the other side, I still... Can't help but tell what Jesus did for me because it was my ear on the ground and I do carry this sword around because it happened to me. I didn't hear about it. I didn't dream it. And I'm going to tell people, even though I don't look like a Christian, I'm going to tell people what Jesus has done in my life for the rest of my life. That's what Jesus did for me. There was another there was another man he was part of he was part of ten men and they were all leper he said I used to wear these clothes I used to wear these clothes and I, I hate I hate even thinking about these clothes but except for one thing he said one day me and nine other leper friends we ran across a man named Jesus and when we ran across this man named Jesus this man named Jesus told us to go and show ourselves to the priest. And as we walked away, our healing, our our skin became so clean. He said, and I could not help it. It got a hold of me so much that I couldn't even finish the trip going back to the priest. I, I couldn't even finish it. I had to stop dead in my tracks. And I turned around and I said, Lord, Jesus, thank you, thank you, thank you for healing me. And the Lord said, wasn't there nine more, but only one. I want everybody to stop and listen to me right this minute. Most people in this church, most people in the world, in the Christian community They don't stop to turn around To give God the praise and the glory But let me tell you It's noteworthy because God put it in His Bible And He wants you to know That it means a lot to Him If nobody else thanks God for food If nobody else thanks God for children If nobody else thanks God For being able to wear clothes Or be able to breathe on your own Or eat food through your mouth and not a feeding to. if nobody else somebody ought to be thankful that Jesus has done it for them and you ought to give him praise all your life hallelujah and there was a man the Bible talks about a man that this man right here this is all he had to go by his whole life If he wanted to get somewhere, he had to use this stick to get there. He said, by the way, my name's Bartimaeus. Most people didn't like me because I got in the way or I would hit them on the ankle when I'm trying to get somewhere in town. They didn't like me. They just didn't like me. But one And I've always wanted to see what other people talk about. I've heard, I've heard what sounds like limbs off of beautiful trees blowing in the wind, but I've never seen one before. I'd love to see a tree blowing in the wind. We live right here close to the water, and I hear them crashing all the time, but I've never seen a wave crash before. I'd love to see a wave crash sometimes. I wake up every morning, and when I wake up, I hear something, and it's these birds that live right outside of my little shack here. They sound so beautiful. I'd love to see what color, but I've never been able to see them. But one day, one day when I was in a crowd, I heard that there was a man by the name of Jesus that was coming by and I knew from hearing what Jesus had already done for other people. And so when I thought I heard the crowd getting louder, I said, Jesus, 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 have mercy on me. And the people, oh, the ones that I used to hit their ankle, and they didn't like it. They told me to shut my mouth and let him do what he was going to do. But I was what I wanted him to do. And I said, Jesus, Jesus, would you have mercy on me? And let me tell you something, folks. I was blind, and I carry this stick to this day not because I'm blind anymore. I don't carry it to get my way through a crowd. I carry it because I raise it up, and I say, hell, praise to the King of kings, my healer, my redeemer, my rock, my fortress. He is my all in all, and I give him all praise. (laughs) Hallelujah. Has Jesus done Anything in your life that's worth praising him for, church, I want you to stand up like you did earlier, and I want you to put your hands together because God ain't done nothing but wondrous things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. 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 Hallelujah. Oh, my God. Oh, hallelujah. 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 I know it was bad. It is bad. It's life. It was bad. But let me tell you something. Ain't nobody in here too far gone that you can't praise God now, folks. Folks. I don't care how much time. We, we've all wasted time. we got to come clean with ourselves and with the Spirit of God right now. We've all wasted time. We've all burnt. Valuable church services up because we had to get somewhere or we were tired or we didn't feel good. I know me and my wife would have stayed at home today if we possibly could, but I was not going to sell out Paul's my body because I have never had one stripe placed on my back. I've never had not one thorn in my head. I've never had anything. So I'm going to give God what I can give God. Let me tell you something God has been. good to us and it's not too late. We don't have to burn another church service. You don't have to burn another day and say well I'll do better tomorrow. No, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day when you want to give God all the thanksgiving, all the praise, all the glory and today's the day you want to tell people what God has done for you. There was a thief. Actually there were two thieves on the cross. Beside Jesus. And the Bible says this, that both of them was guilty. You was, when you run into this man in heaven, I don't know if he'll get tired of telling or not. But I hope I can get to him because I want him to tell me in his own words, I was hanging there. I don't know what was on the other man's mind. He was a dog just like me. But I knew this man was different. I knew this man was not like us. I knew this man had done many things that could not be argued against. I knew this man was who he said he was. And I knew this man could do something about where I was about to spend all of eternity. And so all I did, I didn't have time to serve him in church. I didn't have time to follow him and feed the thousands. I didn't have time to go knock on doors. I didn't have time. I was about to die. They were about to execute me. And right before they executed me, I just said, Lord, will you remember me? Just remember me when you enter your kingdom. And he looked at me while hanging on that cross beside me and he said these words today, 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 you will be with me in paradise. Today. I'm gonna tell you, folks, I can't tell you what all God's done for me. Morning by morning, his mercies are brand new. But I'll tell you what I can do. I can make sure that you know that I appreciate everything he brings into my life whether it's blessing or whether it's things that don't seem wondrous but somehow or another Paul hit it on the head when he said all things work together for good and I don't like the way things work but I know he only does wondrous things so I accept them and I rejoice in them and I worship him because of them so today I don't know if anybody I know I I think I hope it's obvious I'm grateful for what he's done in my life. But I don't know. I know what he's done for Nelson Sepulveda. I know he's got a brand new kidney, a new kidney in it. But there's more people than Nelson in here. Has Jesus done anything worth coming down here and raising your hands and your voice at this altar all over the place before you go home? Why Not for me or not for your neighbor. Why don't you just come say, Lord, I was in a hole. That man don't know a thing about where I've been. He don't know what we went through. He don't know what we had to deal with. He don't know what all we were accused of. He don't know who, what all court I had to go through. But a God, you did it. In spite of everything, Lord, you did a great thing. Just turn that up, if you would, while we worship the Lord. Hallelujah, just thank the Lord. Hallelujah, like we did when we sang, I speak Jesus. Just raise your voice. Say, Lord, I bless you. God. God, I thank you. Hallelujah. You came to be free. Hallelujah, Jesus. And that's what your mercy. Hallelujah, Father me. God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You gave me guilty. Hallelujah. My guilty state. Tell him, tell him, tell him. Now He's, worthy of, He's worthy of the praise. He's worthy of the thanksgiving. Tell him. Praise. Tell him in your own words. So you know your stories.
1: I can't contain my praise
0: all over the building and online. If you don't have a story yet, the Lord is ready to give it to you right now. Jesus can change everything in your life if you'll surrender to Him. If you've not asked Him to come into your heart and you're in this building, if you will come right here, we, I will pray with you. If you're online, all you need to do is say, Lord Jesus, you only do wondrous things, oh God. And you died, Lord, to save me. I'm a sinner on my way to hell. I won't be called back from the grave like Lazarus and get another chance if I die. Today is my day of salvation. Forgive me, Lord. I've been tied up and twisted in sin and I'm ready to be released from that bondage from that lifestyle, from that lie. So Lord, would you save me? The Bible says He's faithful and He's just. Tell Him in your own words from a heart that's sincere and repentant and sorrowful, God, I denounce my way of thinking and living. you got to do this. This is part of it. You can't just say a cute prayer. you got to say, I detest who I was and my ways and, and, and even my name. I want to be transformed. By the cross, the Bible says if you pray it and you mean it and you live it, the Lord will take you and hold you, write your name in the book of life, the Lamb's book of life, which will be used one day in glory. Father God, I pray you would seal every person that's prayed. I pray, Lord, that we would give you what you want like we talked about. I pray that we would speak Jesus, Lord. only speak Jesus, Lord. That's the only language we know. That's the only language that will set man free, Lord. Help us, Lord. We claim to know you. We claim to have had a a relationship that says we'll be with you forever. So, Lord, help us to only speak you, speak Jesus, and it will liberate somebody around And let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O oh Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. And all God's people said, Amen.